time to ham up. Now I gotta really try it hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of After the Credits, which is not so greatly named for what we're going to do today, which is talk about a video game. Uh, I am Chris, and I am here with a new voice, uh, Aaron. He is an honorary yum chunker. So before we get into the topic, which I'm going to keep hidden for now, why don't you tell us just a quick little bit about yourself, Aaron? Thanks, Chris. Um, hi, I'm Aaron. Uh, I've been longtime friends of Chris and the rest of the Young Chunks crew. Um, avid uh, moviegoer myself, um, as well as uh, gamer. Um, really into just generally video games, I guess I would say. Um, and a big Marvel fan and Star Wars fan also. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh... Yeah, I've known Aaron for a pretty long time, and the others even longer, so... Uh, but I brought him on today to do our second video game recording. Uh, this one will be about a series that we both hold pretty dear for whatever reason, which is the <laughs> Kingdom Hearts series. That is true. Uh, we will be talking about Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Yay! Yay! <laughs> From, I mean, I'm just going to say it right off the bat, right off the bat, so we don't have to hold back on anything. Spoiler warnings. Um, yeah, we'll be going into plot-heavy spoilers at some point during this. So if you, this is essentially the ending of a saga. So if you're protective of you know that information, maybe come back after you finish the game. We'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so spoilers. Uh, let's start with. Early first impressions, Aaron. What were what were your early impressions about the game? Um, I think overall, I I liked it. Um, I enjoyed it. To yeah, for the most part. I mean, the game is fun. The gameplay is fun. Um, I guess I do feel a bit of a letdown after. I'm trying to think of how many years it's been since Kingdom Hearts 2 at this point. I can't remember. I think it's, it's close to 15 or something. close to 15. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I know it's been a long time. It's, you know, it's it, was, it wasn't, or I guess it didn't fully live up to the hype I thought it was going to. Um, but that doesn't mean it was bad. Um, so that would be my first, or that's my overall take of the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty along the same lines. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed the game. It's hard not to when you're as big a nerd as I am. Uh, but yeah, it, it let me down in some key categories that we'll get into later. And But I think it excelled over uh, a large portion of the other games in the series and other areas. Yes. That was yes, a little I unexpected. Agree. So yeah, let's, let's just get into it. Uh, let's start with... Uh, more of like the technical side of things i uh for one think it's a very beautiful game yes it is it is fantastic the way it looks i mean um at first i was i was kind of like oh how are they gonna make this work because kingdom hearts 2 kind of has this very particular art style and all the other kingdom hearts up until this point and i was like well like really rendered fully awesome hd graphics are those gonna fit these kind of cartoony characters um but it does it makes it work and it looks really 
uh, really beautiful. Um, and I think it's really cool too, uh, the way they kind of change some of the characters throughout the different worlds you visit. Um, particularly when I'm thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Donald and Goofy look more like real life people, even yeah. though they're these odd <laughs> animated <laughs> figures. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think they were able to do really good things with the Unreal Engine, uh, yeah. and, on your note about like the them shifting forms in new worlds like yeah. i was impressed by the ones that they did do like mm-hmm. uh toy story monsters yeah. inc and stuff that was really fun i found it a little odd but i guess understandable that there were many worlds where they didn't change form at all right like yeah. tangled and frozen, frozen and all that yeah. stuff which it, it would have been difficult considering they're just like pseudo human anyways yeah but i don't know it just it felt kind of like half the game you're, you're transforming half the game you're not transforming so I was I was a little let down in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that really impressed me were particle effects and general effects throughout the game, like the magic oh, system yeah. and everything, which was actually usable for once in the game. So <laughs> I actually, know. I was able to away. notice it more. Uh, like the fire looked fantastic. Yeah, uh, thunder, all those effects, explosions, um, all of the effects involved with the special. Uh, abilities that yeah. would happen uh, not special abilities uh, what would you call them the, the, the amusement rides oh the attraction yeah the attractions, attractions. there it yeah. is the attractions i really i really like the way they look though they mm. didn't really serve too much of a purpose or not they serve plenty of purpose because they were overpowered yeah but, like it, i would they would just randomly appear and i would just try to avoid using it most of the time because it was I, a huge time sink and i was completely on that same page i was i was not the biggest fan of it every time i got a new one i tried it to mm-hmm. see okay what does this actually do but it was one of those things where i was like uh it felt kind of distracting at times yeah. um although the attractions themselves look so cool um it just it was like oh wait a second i'm in this cool fight uh now i'm on this water rapid ride and i was like what yeah. what's going on here it just uh it is it was fine i, I get what they're trying to do they're trying to shift it up uh but yeah the just the whole mechanic of it uh felt a little i don't know i wish they had just like tied those more like to the world yeah actually uh, that's a good way. like it like maybe the the water ride was more attuned to frozen or something like yeah uh, or tangled the same way, like, they had the Big Thunder Mountain ride, right? But they only mm-hmm. used it, what, twice? Which yeah. was on Olympus when you were on the mountain. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then when you were at the end of the game, end of the world, or the Keyblade Graveyard, sorry. Uh, yeah. And you were in, like, the desert. Like, that that makes, yeah. like, thematical sense in some degree. Like, I would have liked to have seen, like, more of that come into play throughout the game where there were bigger, like, set pieces revolving around them and it wasn't just something that popped up almost every single time i got into a battle yes like oh my god i i i kind of just like pressing triangle to activate these but because because then you would have to change using the directional buttons right you'd have to go up down to avoid it and all that stuff so yeah yeah that 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 whole aspect was was kind of frustrating uh mainly because i actually really liked the form changes Mm -hmm. the weapon form changes the the whole the whole um idea of it was really neat it was it felt uh, a little more fresh and like uh, but reminiscent at the same time as some of the stuff they've done in the past like in two but with a little bit more control yeah because in two right you would form change into valor form or yeah uh whatever the ma- magic form was called right just at random well not yeah. at random there were key things that had to meet to, for it to happen but you know like basically random you had to yeah. work really hard to get it but this time it was just 
basically chaining together a combo to yeah. swap. So yeah, I mean, it, I agree. It really helped like the flow of combat. I yeah. felt kept it more engaging mm-hmm. overall. And some of the different weapon styles were actually really cool. Like like some of the ones I'm thinking particularly like like the uh, the Toy Story one. I can't remember what the actual weapon's called. Um, and then the Wheel of Fate one, the Pirates one. Oh, that thing was broken. <laughs> that that was, that, was so that was definitely the best one. Once once you get that, I mean, I I don't know. Did you ever get the uh, the final uh, Keyblade, the Ultimate one, the Ultimate Keyblade? I never actually got it. Okay, so besides that, yeah, I honestly think the Wheel of Fate was broken. Yeah, I, I the, the freaking. The spear alone was really useful, but once you went into the flag mode, the final form of it, like, yeah, it was there was it was so completely AOE that there was nothing that could get near you, and you're just flying around the screen automatically. Like it was ridiculous. It was, and it felt really cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was kind of ridiculous. Just like, oh my gosh, there's this weapon, um, and I'm just gonna own face with, and it, it did help with crowd control. Yeah. Um, which was good, but yeah, at the same time, it just felt like really overpowered. And it was really helpful, especially in boss fights, when you're just like, I'm just going to slam you, especially when you're a big boss. Yeah, like, like especially with how points. bosses move around the field so much. Oh, yeah. In the second form, the spear form, it, it obviously a lot of it was a thrust. Yeah. And so it would just thrust you right back into the boss, and you're like, I'm right back in it. There you yep. go. Oh, you tried to run away? Too bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still there. I'm still on your tail. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I really like that one. Plus, it also just fit thematically kind of with the Pirates world, especially yeah. with the final form being a flag, right? Which, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the Toy Story 1 kind of turning into like a toy hammer kind yeah. of fit that thing. I felt like a couple of the early ones kind of tread on the same ground of each other a little bit yeah. too much. So I really didn't use them too much overall. I did like uh, the Frozen Keyblade, the... Because it turned into like the claws, I felt that was really cool. Oh yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, I like the what was the other one I thought it or was gonna like. Oh the uh, the monster Inc. one too. Oh, was okay. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, it just it was a powerful keyblade, so it just made beating the snot out of everything a lot yeah. easier. Um, the one I never really used was the one that would form change into guns. I never really used those. Oh, I didn't like that one either. It, it was a cool-looking Keyblade. I really, like, mm-hmm. I thought it was like, oh, this is awesome, and you, you get it pretty early on, so it feels like, oh, this is, I gotta use this. And then every time I ended up form-changing into it, it was one of those things that I was like, uh, I'm not doing very much damage. Yeah. I feel like I'm just dancing around this field. Like, what's going on here? Um, so yeah, I, I kind of very quickly stopped using that one. Um, yeah, and... Man, did it feel like there were less Keyblades in this one than the other oh, ones? Oh, there, like, inter- there was definitely less Keyblades in this one. Yeah, and it just felt so weird. It, I mean, kind of. this will kind of go... Oh, I'll kind of at least yeah. go into this a little bit more. I don't know how you felt about it, but it felt... Even though there were about as many Disney Worlds as there normally is, it did feel like a little... I think because of the lack of like the interwoven like Final Fantasy characters and stuff. I don't know. It mm-hmm. just felt like there was less of a lot of in, like items throughout the game. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, it felt like um, they gave us a lot as far as um, just the way they changed the worlds. Like they made them like lived in mm-hmm. now, which was nice. But yeah, it felt like they. But then they took away a lot. They took away a lot of keyblades. Like, and of course, like you said, the Final Fantasy thing. That's a huge gripe I have with this game. Is is unfortunately we didn't get any Final Fantasy characters. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to all of that. Um, but I, I do kind of just remember. 
in the other Kingdom Hearts games, it's like, well, a lot of Keyblades you got were from Final Fantasy characters. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, well, you know, if you take that out completely, I guess you take out those Keyblades as well. And that was just a little unfortunate. Because some of them were the best Keyblades, and some of them looked the coolest. I'm distinctly remembering the one that you get from Leon, and, and two was probably one of my favorite looking Keyblades that yeah. they had. Um, also, just really good Keyblade, but um, yeah, that was... Uh, so yeah, it just it felt overall the Disney without like that that because there's the Kingdom Key right, and then there's like the Ultima Keyblade right yeah, but everything else is kind of Disney based past that. So for the most part, the keys have a, a semi Disney similar feel to themselves, and it is, yeah. they don't. There's not as many of like those overly intricate looking ones like the mm-hmm. Ultima Keyblade and yeah. things, and I felt like that was kind of kind of lacking maybe a little disappointing to some degree yeah and i I agree too it's just i that was one of the things i like to do was go find these secret keyblades go find Mm -hmm. the hidden keyblades and do them and i know you could unlock uh various ones by you know completing the little um what are they called the uh, retro game things that you that you did those things (laughs) (laughs) those things i'll have things to say about that Uh, i will as well um uh, and then uh you got one from uh leveling up the restaurant all the way um so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so those were the other the other aspects of, of uh gathering keyways that you wouldn't just get from completing the worlds um but i never felt like i was really even like dying for those keyblades because I, I got the restaurant one but it was just it was all right it wasn't as good as wheel of fate of course um and i mean then, what is i know exactly um and then i never um I I could not stand playing those stinking retro games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, you haven't gotten it yet. I, yeah. But the Ultima Keyblade, man, that thing—it's it, cool. It's definitely really flashy and cool uh-huh. and everything. But I got it before I did the final secret boss, and I was because I was like, this is the final boss of the game. It's yeah. essentially the last objective for me to do. I should have this Keyblade for something, I guess, right? And so I was like, plus I'm playing on proud mode. So yeah, sure. I got the Keyblade. I was basically able to button mash through that fight because of it. Because of how that Keyblade works. It just, you're you, you basically, if you imagine like Final Form in yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2, you're basically just teleporting everywhere. And it's like, okay, I'm basically untouchable. And I'm just <laughs> knocking you around a lot. And the the abilities with it in general mm-hmm. it's only got one form change but it's uh shot lock command was also really good oh that's cool so, but yeah man uh, it looks really cool yeah it just takes all of uh the gameplay out of the game <laughs> it's like i don't have to try anymore <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna look away here just keep pressing x uh good things will still happen but yeah, uh, so, I mean, overall, uh, those effects related mm-hmm. to that, uh, I think the effects for the worlds, Yeah, uh, uh, we you kind of brought up uh, Pirate World yeah. earlier, right? Yeah. I thought it, it wasn't the greatest looking thing in the world, but it was still pretty impressive, right. uh, the kind of translation of the live action characters into this system where they mm-hmm. could share a world with sora and the rest of the disney characters and everything like i wasn't by any means fooled by captain jack or anything like that but it's still they were very detailed and Mm -hmm. they they looked pretty good and i think the same could be said for most of the disney worlds uh the 
the theme changing and everything mm-hmm. uh, was well translated in the into the game. Like Toy Story, you know, it looked really much like a Toy Story world. Whereas yeah. uh, the Tangled and Frozen universes, they looked very much like those. So I thought they did a really good job of creating the worlds around those as well as uh, the characters that you find in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, and and to that point too, the Monsters Inc. world was was really cool. It felt like uh, I mean, all all the Disney Pixar movies that are actually 3D animated that they went ahead and put in this one um, felt like you did step into the world of the movie that you've watched. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was really cool. That was a smart choice for them. And then when you did something like uh, go to her or um, Olympus, I guess I, I don't remember exactly what they called it this time. It, it felt a little weird because you're like, oh wait a second, this is really like fully beautifully rendered and. Yeah. None of these characters were ever meant to look like this, and it—I mean, it's—it's it's cool that they upgraded all the graphics. Yeah, I mean, some that, but, some of the yeah. Disney movies had to lose a little bit of their flair or yeah. unique art style to translate to the 3D worlds, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think necessarily what my favorite one would have been. Your favorite world? Yeah, in terms of like graphics and everything. I uh, think in terms of plot would be probably different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, That's a tough call. I, I, Olympus was good. Yeah. Um, I was pretty let down by Twilight Town in its like two rooms. Oh, I was too. I was like, oh great, this it felt like a big city, and we're gonna. Walk around this whole city. No, you can go to these two it places and that's way it. Way smaller than it was in Kingdom Hearts 2, which I, know. I think is why it felt kind of like a letdown. But, yeah. Um, we couldn't go to places we had previously been, so it just felt like, wait, what? I think Toy Story. But, Toy Story would probably be one of my favorites. Also, no, I think my favorite still would have to be Pirates. Yeah. I think it would have to be Pirates. I mean, they basically just took Assassin's Creed Black Flag <laughs> and, said, and they made like a small version of that. Like, I know. And it was like... Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm down with that. That game, its basic concept was good. I'm yeah. All, I'm all right with that. Ship battles, kind of sailing the open seas. I'm a, I get in exploring the islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was another thing I think uh, this game excelled at over all the other ones was the exploration on the maps. I think yeah. uh, there was a certain verticality to a lot of the maps that wasn't there before that was probably aided through the Unreal Engine mm-hmm. versus their proprietary engine that they were using. Um and things like Black Flag, Toy yeah. Story World, it, it felt like there was a good amount of like places to hide treasure chests and things yeah. like that, and just explore in general. That didn't feel like they were hiding something in like a really like awkward nook in, in yeah. the map, right? Like, yeah, it, oh, if I, unless I, no wonder I would miss this. It's freaking uh, like an environment cutting half of it off or something. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, they were they did a much better job um, with the worlds this time, and like you said, I, I think it really has to attribute to the Unreal Engine that they used. Um, but and I found myself wanting to explore a lot more in this game and wanting to go look for things. Um, in past games, when you go, start going exploring, you're really going to look for treasure. It's not like I'm just going to look at this world because I was yeah. like, ah, these worlds are kind of. Eh. 
But now it's like, no, I really want to go see what these worlds look like because they're really interesting and engaging and there's lots to see and... I mean, going back to Toy Story, uh, yeah. right? Uh, going into the mall area. Oh, like yeah. the video game store, right? Just going into the video game store. I, I spent a good amount of time looking at this go- whatever goofy names they were naming games at the yeah. time, right? And I think it was the same thing in like the, the Toy Story. Like looking, they had the Dissidia figures in there, right? That was they cool. had all this like interesting stuff that, that was really interesting and engaging. Now, not every map was like that, right? right. There were some bland-ish levels like the frozen, frozen one was just yep. ice right just ice. ice and cliffs ice, ice and, and cliffs. cliffs i found myself actually getting lost sometimes like wait am i going up this hill right now or am i going yeah. down it like yeah, everything looks the same uh but yeah i agree about the the toy story world i i went and just looked at every dissidia character i could and yeah. just tried to pinpoint all of them because i was like this is fantastic and it was almost to the point where i'm like oh i'm looking at this stop stop trying to fight me the heartless over here. Not let right just, now. Let me Not just right look now. at things. <laughs> I'll come back for you. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone for now. Also, in the speaking about the Toy Story World, I thought about this: the little battle suit things that you would hop into. Yeah, that was a cool little mechanic that yeah. they added in. Those, Those are a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a little side note, I guess. Though, it, it, gripe with the game that yeah. I had that hopefully this might be addressed with an upcoming patch is difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found. And the reason I bring this up is because the robots, I know, like, they were so overpowered once you were in them, it was pretty hard to lose or anything. But, Mm -hmm. uh, man, just even on proud mode, it was just, it was too easy. Yeah, There were too many things that that tipped the balance in my scales, which I guess is a good thing and a bad thing overall. Yeah, I I agree. That was one of my gripes with the game as well, is it just felt like the game was too easy. Um, I wasn't used to the combat, or, I mean, it was not the combat that I'm used to, I guess I would say. Um, uh, especially with Kingdom Hearts, I remember distinctly thinking of Kingdom Hearts 1 and how awful it was to get through Proud Mode, because that game was really hard. <laughs> I always remember the Tarzan world in the first one, just that, uh that, for some reason, that was where I had, like, some of the most difficulties, was fighting the, the, the leopard, or whatever that guy's name oh, was. Oh, yeah. That thing, it would just wreck me. I know, and it's like, it's like I, I didn't feel like we got any of that in any of yeah. the worlds that we were in. Um, and then it felt like when... That, that, kind of yeah. like that give and take, right? Yeah. Like, if you think about some of the best fights in the game series, like, you think about, like, Riku in Kingdom Hearts 1 and yeah. Hollow Bastion, right? You think of things like uh, fighting Sephiroth, mm-hmm. where you can play aggressively, but you also have to play smart, right? You have to yeah. play back a little bit. And I don't think once in Kingdom Hearts 3, I had to actually play back. Yeah. I don't, I agree. It I, if I died it was because of like random chance more than anything. It mm. wasn't because I was, you know, uh playing too aggressively or just got um overwhelmed or anything like that. It was more like, "Oh, uh I should be healing right now. Shoot, I'm in the middle of getting hit by this combo. All right. Looks like I'm going to die right now, unfortunately." Yeah, I would just be like, eh, "I should heal." <laughs> nah, let's just see how this plays out. Let's let's uh, see if I can make it through. All right, didn't work. Yeah, it's it like all right. Next time, let's try it again. Um, uh, actually, speaking of healing, I thought the customization of the AI for Donald and Goofy was a lot better. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, they actually did what they needed to do half the time. Mm. Uh, not all the time, just half the time. Um, but. They were useful this time around, it felt like. Um, it didn't feel like I was out there fighting all by myself and yeah. just hoping they didn't uh, ruin my day. 
uh, or I would get lucky and they would heal me kind of thing. Um, yeah, there was a little bit more control too. You could make them kind of more focused on healing, which yeah. I think you could do in the past, but it felt like you could do it to a better degree in this one. Yeah, you could do it, you could do it so much to a degree that like, okay, I want you... It kind of reminded me actually of the Gambit system from 12 a bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah where it's you, like, 50%, if I hit 50% health, you better heal me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was like, and, and that was really helpful because it was like, okay, I don't have to worry about managing my own health as much, mm. uh, which made fighting a lot more fun. Um, in general, I mean, I, I don't mind managing my own heals, but it's one of those things that's like, if you have something dedicated to it, it just is like, all right, I can focus on getting his combos off. I can focus on putting some flair into this, yeah. <laughs> that um, kind of stuff. But yeah. All right. Back from that side note, back to the, the worlds. Um, oh, yeah. Keyblade. I wanted to like the Keyblade graveyard, but that was just like a group of three zones essentially kind yeah. of yeah i mean one battle one battle zone another little battle zone and then a little not even really a maze area and it's just like man i feel like that would have been the place to go all out right that would have been yeah. the place to to wow the kingdom hearts fans because that was something not necessarily disney related mm-hmm. but more to the kingdom hearts side of things and yeah something that's been built up this whole time and it's just i don't know it just felt kind of underwhelming at the end of the day yeah yeah, I, I agree. I, I I wanted to actually just go explore the world. I wanted to be able to walk around the key, uh, the Keyblade graveyard. I wanted to be able to go like see if I can spot Keyblades that I recognize, like mm. other stuff like that. And it felt very much like on rails. Like, nope, you're going to go from this battle zone to this battle zone to the maze. Um, doing quotes here uh, because it, yeah, it was just like it was like you now you're, you're. It felt like you were. It was really a set piece for the final battle, and that was yeah. it. Unfortunately, yeah, really, that's all yeah. it was. Instead of being like an actual world, um, like the other worlds were this time around, um, which was unfortunate because you're right, it's like this was the only non-Disney uh, thing that they had to offer us this time around. Well, I guess besides Twilight Town, um, but it still just felt very small, like Twilight Town. So, yeah. um, seems like they don't like their own worlds for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. They really, they really went super heavy on Disney and light on everything else. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a world. I honestly uh, do. So oh, um... There's Tangle World, there was... Did we talk Big Hero 6 World yet? Big Hero 6 World, I like the design to a yeah. degree, the city. I felt a little confusing, like I, I'd get lost in it at times. Yeah. Because it was just kind of like a cityscape, but mm-hmm. I did like it was different, right? It was something yeah. almost wholly fresh to the series, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so. I- it was good in that degree, and it, once again, tall skyscrapers, so a very vertical element to it. Mm-hmm. Kept and it really used that element of running up walls and everything like that. So that was, I mean, it was enjoyable in that sense. Um, there's that one. There were noticeable missing ones like Nightmare Before Christmas. That's yeah, been in most of them. Uh, Peter Pan. Uh, yeah. Man, why do I feel okay? So, what was the first area? The first area was Tangled, Olympus. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm just gonna run them off my head Tangled, Olympus, Monsters Inc., Frozen, Pirates, Pirates, Big Hero 6, oh, yeah. Twilight Town, Twilight Town. 
I feel like we're missing one in the first area. I know. It's like what I, an impression. There was, was there what was an impression. It I was. know. Did it, it feels like it didn't leave us very much of an impression. Uh, wait, do we say Toy Story? No, that was it. Yeah, yeah it was Toy Story. In the okay. First okay. So yeah, that's all eight of them then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the weird thing is is eight worlds is is generally where you're going in Kingdom Hearts. Um. But for some reason, it didn't feel like enough worlds, and I'm not sure exactly so why. So what, what I think, and this goes a, a little bit into the, the plot side of things, yeah. so I don't want to go too heavy in it, but uh, so in the previous Kingdom Hearts, correct me if I'm wrong, in the previous Kingdom Hearts, like especially Kingdom Hearts 2, they did a thing where they made you kind of go through each world twice, right? So yeah. you'd go through it the first time, it would have like a smaller little Disney plot going on, right? Mm-hmm. And Basically then, going through the movie. And then once you got through that stuff... Uh, you would go to the next world, but eventually, once the organization plot started to flesh out, mm-hmm. it brought you back through those worlds to resolve more of the organization side of things. Yeah, right. And so, if it, it felt like it, it not made the worlds bigger, but made like the what was going on on those planets seem like more. Yeah. So you were you had a reason to revisit, right? In yeah. Kingdom Hearts three, there is no real reason to revisit. They don't really pull you to revisit ever. Unless you want to go get those hidden Mickey things. <laughs> yeah, hidden Mickeys. I mean, those were pretty good. I like yeah. that. There were some really clever ones in there. Some tricky ones to find. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- that aspect, I-, I I joke about it, but it was it was actually kind of fun. I mean, it was fun to find them, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when... Well, some you, of them. Yeah, right. some, some of, them. of them were just, like, right in your face. You're like, just like, oh, there's... Hidden. Hidden is the hidden. key word here. <laughs> uh, that is not what I would call hidden. But yeah, I, I completely agree. And then, yeah, the ones that were tricky to find were a lot of fun. And then I liked that there was uh, some instant gratification to it. Like, when you found some of them, it's like, oh, great, you got, like, a AP boost. Or you got, like, yeah. a defense boost. It's like, oh, these are cool. Like, I'm actually getting something right now instead of just some... Uh, you're working on the easier levels, so you're just trying to unlock the hidden ending or something yeah. kind of thing. Um those were a fun aspect. But yeah, I found that was like the main reason to go back and revisit worlds or ingredients uh, mm. for the restaurant, um, which are both actually side quests kind of things. Um, and so, yeah, there was no real point to going back and revisiting worlds uh, for the actual main quest. Um, uh, though the side quests were fun for the most part, it was just wasn't as story driven as the second one, I guess. Yeah. Um I think one of the last things, and um, more of the technical side before we get into more of the plot stuff, was the gameplay itself. I actually think this is one of the stronger gameplay mm-hmm. ones. I mean, I wish it had been more difficult for sure. Yeah. But I think everything that they had offered you felt very expansive, cinematic. Like it was kind of what I expected from like the next step up in Kingdom Hearts, right? If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, being able to do the shot lock commands, uh, just the form changes, mm-hmm. the magic actually being useful. Yeah. Um, I didn't really use summons that much, but... Um, and then the abilities in, in general. Mm-hmm. I also felt like there were less abilities. But anyways, yeah. uh, and the way you would interact with your team and stuff like that. Yeah. Certain abilities specifically interacted with your team. I thought yeah. that was really good. Um, and then... Uh, specials that would just pop up while you were fighting right like Mm. if you use uh, a low level thunder enough it would offer you the next level up or something to just like automatically cast stuff like that yeah i felt i felt like it was 
very fun mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't there necessarily before. I don't know. It's hard to describe. In Keen, like it felt like this was maybe because of the engine, like a little bit like floatier and yeah. free form. Yeah. And so it felt more like it looked. Where in Kingdom Hearts 2, it offered you a lot to do, but it couldn't quite deliver on that through just gameplay, mm-hmm. right? If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, um, I, I guess the word I would use is, is that is that everything kind of just flows really well. It kind of just moves in a direction, and and it feels like like you want it to go that direction. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like you were saying, with the foreign changes, with the team-up attacks, um, with obviously magic being useful, um, all those aspects just kind of felt like you're kind of you're able to switch quickly and even like even the aspect of changing your keyblade was something you could do mid combat and i was like wow oh yeah that's th- true that's something new that's a new mechanic and and I, I feel like there's a lot going on there um that in a more difficult version of the game uh could really benefit you like i could find uh situations where i'd maybe want to switch to a more magic focus or magic heavy keyblade yeah uh maybe i'd want to put a more um hard-hitting keyway out and just and actually being able to do those kind of switches um and i guess with that flow and with those kind of uh little nuances that they put in there like i said i, I think it, it would benefit from more difficult gameplay oh yeah uh maybe critical mode who knows <laughs> coming <laughs> soon one day we'll get it uh, um hopefully uh, i think the rumor is a month from this recording or so Oh, okay. Let's hope that's true. I know. I, I agree. It's like, all right, so we'll play critical and <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, it's not super easy. Yes, um, completely agree. Um, yeah, those. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to touch on as far as the technical aspects go before we get into the plot heavy stuff. I did like the music. Oh yeah. Uh, the soundtrack was probably one of my favorites in the series. I just I can't find it online anywhere. <laughs> Uh, a lot of good renditions of previous songs and such, as well as that stupid Toy Story song that gets stuck in my head <laughs> for days on end. Um, for some reason, uh, they felt a need to do the full "Let It Go" song in the middle of the game. Oh, but we I, get into the, we get into that once we get yeah. into Frozen World, because uh, I feel like we're have a lot to say about worlds like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I think that pretty much sums it up. Uh, Wait, we gotta say, what about the new intro song? The new intro song? Uh, I actually think I prefer the ending song. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, don't think twice. Don't think like, twice is a better it, song. At first, just like if you knew Kingdom Hearts, so maybe you yeah. thought about this before and you could answer this. I don't know if you, you you knew Kingdom Hearts and you heard those songs before you played the game. Like, which one felt more Kingdom Hearts? Definitely Don't Think Twice. You think that one? I would say the one that felt more Kingdom Hearts was definitely the opening one. Uh, really? Which name it? I'm, I can't remember right now. Uh, uh, Face My Fears. Yeah, Face yeah. My Fears. That one feels like a Kingdom Hearts opening song where, I, yeah. where like, Don't Think Twice, they hadn't really done anything like that. Yeah. And so it didn't necessarily... I mean, from the tone of the song, you can kind of piece together kind of where the ending was going. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the game, once you actually get through it, you're like, oh yeah, I actually, the song that I can listen to more is Don't mm-hmm. Think Twice over Face My Fears. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I guess that would be the case. And I, what I'm thinking of is, is 
uh, with Face My Fears is it feels so like, uh, probably the scroll of sleep, <laughs> but it feels so like clubby and like, I don't know. Like, but I mean, all, like, all of the openings, the one and two, had a, they were basically the club remixes of the songs, right? Oh, wait, wasn't there the... I thought that was like one of the side games. Like I remember, like Birth by Sleep had like the I know two point eight or zero point two, whatever you want to call it. It had that <laughs> Ray of Hopes mix, which oh, I yeah. actually kind of like. Yeah, but, I like that one too. Uh, no, I, I mean, uh, Simple and Clean had kind of a clubby remix in the That's beginning true. of the first Kingdom Hearts versus the ending. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing with Sanctuary. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, yeah, it, I think overall I like both of the songs, but. Uh, Don't Think Twice was definitely uh, my favorite of the two. And then once you get context to it, you're just like, oh, dang it. Yeah, that's the other song. You're just like, dang, so good. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, if you have any closing thoughts on that stuff, let's move on to the the scary part of this conversation, which is the story, the plot, the characters. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. The worlds. Let's 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 dig in. Uh, where to where to start? Uh, let's just start with. Uh, I guess let's start on a high note. Let's talk about uh, plot wise. What what was your favorite world plot wise? Um, hmm, that's a good one. You know, actually, I will say I really liked the uh, the Toy Story world uh-huh. plot wise. Uh, I thought it was kind of really interesting um, because they do bring up this whole question of what sentient toys are and whether or not they have hearts and all that stuff. And so it's like, uh, this kind of feels funny because I feel like I'm having almost a conversation with someone about what Toy yeah. Story is. But at the same time, the way they, they integrate it into the world of Kingdom Hearts is really interesting. Um, Plus the meta joke, right? Yeah. The, meta, the meta joke with the whole Versus 13 trailer for the game <laughs> yeah. thing. I was like, I don't know if this is meant to be like an actual joke or if it's kind of like Nomura was a little bitter that this thing he spent so much time on just kind of kind of got taken away from him. Like it was really, <laughs> it, it was it was funny. It was yeah. funny when it came up because it's like, wait a minute. This, this that's just Noctis, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and then, then they make the funny joke, right, about like, oh, this really sorry, you really look like this character. No, I think Riku looks more like him, right? Because yeah. obviously Nomura, do, being Square's go-to character designer, right? Yeah, everybody looks the same. Everybody looks the same with slightly different hair. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that I thought that was pretty yeah. funny. That that was indeed pretty funny. Um yeah, I, I would say Toy Story World, as far as plot goes, had probably mm. my favorite plot. The plot for the world itself, and then in the overall arching um, uh, storyline, I, I think that was my favorite one. Yeah, um, see, I, I get torn on this one. So, after thinking about the game, and uh, Kyrie and Sora's kind of evolution through the game... Mm-hmm. I thinking back on the worlds, I, I kind of noticed that each world had kind of more of a lovish theme to what it was getting at, right? Like, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking too much about it, and it's kind of a stretch, but it felt like you know, like Tangle World, Tangle World, obviously love. Yeah. Olympus World, there was a heavy emphasis on Hercules and Meg's uh, relationship, right? Yeah. Um, Monsters Inc was more of like the love between Mike Sully and Boo, right? Yep. Like. Uh, 
pirates, they shifted the focus to Will and and uh, what's her faces and uh, Elizabeth's uh, yeah. love, right? Like it yeah. felt like yeah. every obviously Frozen's a story of love, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It felt like each story came down to the love aspect of those stories, and I felt that that was used to aid the overall growth of Kyrie and Sora. So I find it, I actually find it kind of hard to pick necessarily like a favorite story yeah. arc. Um, I felt like in the Tangle world, it was rough because I felt like Sora was just a set piece. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really have much of an impact on what was going on in that world. So I wouldn't necessarily pick that. But I, I also kind of feel that way about a lot of the worlds. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I probably would lean toward like Toy Story, like plot wise, because it was a unique story, to, mm-hmm. right? Made for the game, yeah. all that stuff. So it, it felt a little bit more unique uh, overall and more involved with the plot. So yeah, I mean, I probably go with the Toy Story world too. Yeah, and, and yeah, those are all reasons I kind of feel that way. I, I think that as well as. Because yeah, I, I, um, tangled and both frozen are tangled and frozen. You're essentially just running through the the story of the of the film. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I did appreciate what they did with Monsters Inc. and Big Hero Six with their like, hey, this is actually after the movie, and we're just doing these other things now. So that was kind of kind of interesting too. But um, yeah, just the uniqueness of the Toy Story plot felt really really fun, and refreshing. I was like, wait, this is their own thing. It's almost like just grab these characters, grab. Uh, Kingdom Hearts characters and threw them in a pseudo Toy Story world and said, "What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was that was a yeah that was definitely my favorite world. Um, how about your least favorite world, Chris? <laughs> uh, whew. I mean, besides the Kingdom Hearts ones, <laughs> um, uh, maybe Big Hero Six. Yeah, maybe right. because like plot wise, like. I don't know. It's just it didn't stand out. I guess it's really it's really hard to say. Maybe the Frozen one because yeah. it that world was really just like a platform for the movie. It felt like yeah. um, it felt like a hour long ad for the film. I guess yeah. Like it, I thought it was really fun and like I was kind of like what yeah. right when it breaks into the Let It Go song and it's basically this the scene from the movie with some awkward. Snow oh. trench, yeah, like the action shots. <laughs> so, yeah, like it, it, everything else, it, it was impressive, right? Yeah, because it was yeah. all it was all in game, and I feel I have to imagine with <laughs> what they were doing in house was like this movie looks fantastic. How close can we like, get this get to look exactly like, like this? And it was impressive, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't as good looking as the movie. Obviously, it probably couldn't be. Yeah. But it came close, and it was pretty impressive. At the same time, it was they've never just like flat out ripped something from another thing in I the know. past, and it was just like, whoa, this is a dangerous you know road to be going. I was like, wait a second, is this going to happen every time now? And then no, they didn't. Thank God. But yeah, yeah it's exactly that. It was just it felt a little odd or oddly placed. And I agree, it was very impressive. Um, I, it was really close. Oh, you're right. It's not quite the movie. Um, it's close and it is in game and that's what makes it the most impressive. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just felt so odd. I don't know how to describe it. I was just as playing the game. I was like, wait, I, 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 did I switch to Frozen right now? Am I <laughs> yeah. watching that movie? I'm going to put my controller down, <laughs> I guess for now. I'm just going to go ahead and watch this. I'm going to watch, let it go for the hundredth 
50th time. Yep, that's exactly the case. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, that's... I, I agree with you about Big Hero 6 World, too. Is, is It felt the, like, the most lacking in plot, actually. Even though um, the... The Xehanort tiny or the youngest version of Xehanort shows up in there, and like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm here to cause some mischief. It never quite feels like any of it really matters, actually, like to the overarching plot. And it felt like yeah. you went to Big Hero Six World because that was a new franchise that they got, and they went ahead and just plugged this. And one maybe, in. maybe it was because like you go to these worlds and you play somewhat of a superhero in each one of those worlds, right? You're, yeah. you're like, I'm here to save the day, right? But if maybe it was just awkward because you were joining a superhero world yeah. where everybody was already saving the day, and you're just like, okay, I'm just gonna help. I'm gonna help them <laughs> save the day. Yeah. And yeah. then it had this weird montage of them studying you like a lab rat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna learn how to fight better from him. All right, that works, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was. I I agree. I think that was one of the weaker worlds, and and even as as we harped a bit on the frozen world, it it's still actually a uh, pretty fun world overall. Um, because actually, uh, I was gonna say probably one of my favorite boss fights in the um, in the game is the giant frozen or ice wolf thing. Um, yeah, ice wolf heartless. Uh, that came from Hans. I can I I kind of remember him. It like came from within him. Yep, I, he was an ice. Heartless Wolf. Yeah. Um, but that was a really cool boss fight, and I like the whole aspect of Marshmallow teaming up with you, and and that whole thing was, was kind of just fun. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think some other aspects of that world are like, mm. yeah, I guess that was, that was pretty much it. I found that. it really funny when you were in that world, and um, <laughs> what's her face? Uh, not Marlexia, but... Uh... Larkseen. Larkseen, right? Yeah. She just knocks ice off of a cliff, and she's, like, kind of molding it, but, like, the quantity, she builds this giant freaking maze castle, and you're like, that's not how much ice I saw falling. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Did this come from the ground? Yeah, also? what is... What just happened? Like, I don't get... Okay, I'm trapped in ice. And actually, that maze itself... I'm never getting out of here alive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sora's dead, guys. Sora don't want to goofy for us to death, yeah. and that's it. Um, there was no food; they starved. <laughs> but that maze itself was was an interesting mechanic to that world uh, because that was like a unique thing to the world instead of just walking through set pieces from the mm. from the movie itself. Um, and uh, there were some cool little treasures in it and whatnot, and the whole shifting of the castle kind of felt like a fun mechanic. I, I spent a good amount of time in there just trying to find things and unlock. Um, secrets and whatnot, uh, but just not, just try to not overdo it. I felt like that was, uh, that was really a side quest that you could yeah. easily be distracted by. I mean, maybe. I, I'll get into side quests later. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll get into them now. Why the hell not? Yeah. Um, I don't know. At least, like, the quantity of side quests in comparison to the previous Kingdom Hearts games, it felt really lacking, honestly. Yeah. Um, it felt like the Ansem reports were too easy to get, right? Yep. Or yeah. the mystery reports, secret reports, whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, in this one. Right? Uh, most Kingdom Hearts games in the past have had multiple secret bosses. It felt yeah. like this one had, like, maybe... I mean, I guess you could say this one had three if you count the two in the gummy ship world. But other yeah. than that, I mean, the, the secret boss was just the last uh, 
uh, Battlegate, right? And right. That type of stuff. And I don't know, it just didn't feel as cool as like having the Sephiroth fight or the Neverland fight or mm-hmm. the Olympus fights or any yeah. of that stuff, right? Like, I miss that. I miss, like, yeah. right? And I, th- I feel like that also impacted my desire to go back to Worlds because it was like, I felt like I hit pretty much everything in one go in a world because I didn't just rush through it. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd take my time and explore and then I'd get off of it and I'd be like, all right, yeah, I think I did just about everything I need to there. I'm just moving on now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I guess that's the difference in our play styles is, is when I was going through the world, I was like, okay, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm catching side quest stuff here and there, um, but I wasn't going out of my way to look for it at all. Uh, if I found it, I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... I was always I always had the intention of like okay I want to make sure I revisit these worlds mm. and just check out these side quests or any of the side quest stuff I need to do, uh, but then of course it was one of those things when you kind of get towards the end you're like all right let me just kind of finish up the game, um, but I did go back I felt and like I said I felt like it added more to the game and it did give me reasons to go back to the worlds and whatnot, um, but yeah you're right I think if you wanted to just go ahead and do everything in one world. There would be nothing holding you back. Like it's not like oh I gotta wait to get yeah this kind of keyblade or I gotta wait to get something else. It's like no actually I An can just ability get... right. Remember yeah. the in the first one they had the Trinity abilities like, exactly right like yeah. something locking you out of something. Yeah. yeah no I felt like I missed that. Yeah it, it's just like it was just yep if I wanted to just knock out everything I can do it right now great it's all gone next world done next world done yeah and it, I I miss that too um just things that would that you would unlock different things like the Trinity ability, like you were saying. Um, yeah, it's feels like a bit of a misstep, I guess, or a missed opportunity from them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, going along those lines, I felt, I felt like there were a good amount of new characters in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ratatouille rat. Does he have a name? Remy. Remy. Sure. Yeah. Um, Remy. That mini game, it, it, it had some interesting mini games. Yeah. Uh, non interesting mini games were the 50 classic games that they made. Uh, <laughs> I think they went a little overboard. Yeah. Uh, I think we would have been good with like maybe five of those. Uh, it didn't need to be as many as we got. Yeah. Uh, trying to get the trophy for those was one of the most tedious things I've ever done. I know. That was. I had to play each one to some sort of completion, right? Yeah. And some of those, I was just like, I don't know what it's going to count. Sure, I'll play all nine innings of the baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those were, yep, they were just... There were some good ones in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There were some good ones that had like that real well-thought-out kind of... Uh, classic like i like imagine the old, old game and watch type mm-hmm. stuff right like there were some good ones in there um but there were also a lot of ones where i was like why did you make this why <laughs> this are, is silly why are you putting me through this yeah 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 i agree and and actually one of the things um about that I, as i just kept thinking playing those games was going to take me away from playing the rest of the actual kingdom hearts game where we're and it's like all right let me just I beat a world, let me sit down and just try one right now. Alright, moving on. Because this isn't the game I really signed up to play. I signed up to play Kingdom Hearts. Um, I think it would have been a cool integration if somehow they could have done it. uh, Where they actually allowed you to play it like on a mobile device or something like that. You could. 
You could? Oh, okay. Yeah, they actually, a couple months before the game launched, they actually unlocked a good chunk of those, some of the worst ones, <laughs> <laughs> but still some of them uh, in the, the, the mobile Kingdom Hearts game. From, from the main menu, oh. you could access some of them, like the fishing game, which I wasn't a fan of. <laughs> I was going to say, but did it affect your actual gameplay or completion? Of no, I think yeah. it unlocked a special keyblade if you did it, but uh, I mean, special keyblade by what the standards. design, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's that's the aspect I wish it had was was you could have actually played it on your phone and it would have actually affected that because yeah on like breaks and stuff like that at work I probably would have just sat there and all right yeah. let me just do this so that I can make sure I get what I will, or you know get whatever is going to be unlocked by completing yeah. these things um, because sitting there on my TV watching this go I'm just like all right like there's no music there's just these little beepy tones and. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they, yeah, they just they weren't my favorite. Uh, I, no. I could have done without them. I feel that way about a lot of the games, mini games. They're like sledding, sledding yeah. and frozen. It was. I was like, oh god. <laughs> Luckily, there was nothing too time trialy about it, and yeah. getting the high score wasn't too bad. The hard part was collecting all the treasures on that thing because yeah, they though. were pretty well blended in and hidden in that thing. Uh, same thing with the Olympus level. It took me quite a few tries to actually get the high score in that that uh, shield sliding game. Oh yeah. Um, oh no, that was for the mushroom. Oh. Oh um, yeah. Oh, the little mushroom thing. Um, I can't remember what that thing was called. Just the aspects are that many. I mean, there were some. Yeah. There were some cool mushroom games. Like yeah. uh, I liked. I mean, some of them were really easy. Yeah. Uh, I did like the photography one yeah the photography one was pretty cool one because it kind of organically used the cell phone that just magically appeared in this universe <laughs> uh and it also because you had to actually like take your time in that one mm-hmm. there was no rush it was yeah. a matter of like you had to figure out how to get like the best photos and things like like the best scenarios and so that felt a lot uh more engaging to me than a lot of the other ones I'm trying to think of some of the other ones uh, the don't get hit one was easy. Yeah, the frozen one I think was what beat beat them fast enough. Yeah, um, a tiny. I guess one. I had I guess I had fun on Big Hero Six one, even though it was pretty simple. The bouncing off the heads that was pretty. Fun. Oh yeah, it was that was a fun one. It was just it felt like a I don't know like more like a classic like platforming kind of aspect of the game, which was yeah. which was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm trying to remember what the Toy Story one was right now. Oh, the Vexum Rex yeah. video game? I don't know. I didn't get the high score in that one yet. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to do some really gamey stuff to get it, too. It just... I don't know. It wasn't that engaging yeah. overall. Like, the, the... I don't know. Yeah. I, was, I, I wasn't I was crazy with that one, either. And that's why I was trying to remember. I was like, what was that Toy Story one? I was like, oh, wait. That was that one. And then Ugh. the Big Hero 6 had the time trial ones, which yeah. I also haven't finished yet. Uh, but those should be simple, actually. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be too difficult. Um, yeah, the, the I guess the there was a good amount of side quests. It just felt like... About one per world. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. It was, it was about one per world. Overall in the game, it felt like, okay, there's a decent... There's a decent amount to kind of whet your appetite, but not fully satiate you. Or yeah. satiate you, if I can say that. Oh, you know, uh, another one I did kind of like was the Pirates of the Caribbean mushroom game. Oh, yeah. The, the shooting them is, yeah, like the Galaga type thing. I, I like that one. That one was pretty fun. That one was a lot of fun. Uh, I guess, 
on that note too, in Pirates of the Caribbean, actually like leveling up your ship and making it better. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was engaging. It was a little simple, a little yeah. easy since most ships you kill with one shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, it's like uh, uh, just target it right and you're dead. Yeah. Uh, no, collecting the crabs to upgrade yeah. the ship uh, wasn't too bad. It, it forced uh, exploration of the islands, yep. which was fun. Um, the boarding the ship mechanic, uh, was kind of unnecessary and yeah. never, I don't, I didn't even use it until towards the end. And I was like, you don't really get anything for this. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. I'm yeah, just going to blow the ship up. It's like, that was, that was a lot easier. And then when you actually had a fight in the ship. But they had some yeah. pretty fun, like ship abilities, right? The one that like the, the little whirlpool or whatever shoots you up into the air and then you kind of come crashing down. That was pretty cool. Oh, that was cool. And I liked how you could kind of control it. You're like, ah, I'm going to fly straight into yeah. your ship. <laughs> Suicide. <laughs> I mean, that was like that was good max damage especially like when uh when you're actually in the boss fight when, yeah uh what's his face cannot remember card guy card guy card guy it's like i remember most of the organization members names but at the same time i'm just like why 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 would i want to remember <laughs> you're just that guy i've seen you for like four games and i know that but at the same time you're like not really a character um all right, I mean, that's a good, actually, that's a pretty good segue, actually, yeah. uh, talking about some of the characters. Let's talk about, I guess, the overall plot, Yeah, more focused on the organization side. Why? <laughs> uh, I mean, so, say what you will about Drip Drop Drippin'. Yep. Um, it's cr- just literally crazy ending, right? But yeah. it was a good cliffhanger, right? It was yeah. just like, oh, Xehanort, he's possessing people and making the real organization 13 he's going to be possessing every single one of these and making them basically xehanort clones cool guess what did not happen at all in kingdom hearts 3 that plot (laughs) (laughs) i know everybody was just themselves again it was just just like i don't understand why they set that up if they weren't going to carry through on it I mean, all the organization members were literally just themselves, right? The I, same yeah. organization members you encountered in the pre, in two and Chain of Memories, and it was just like, okay, <laughs> all right, wait, we've we've fought in these guys. I don't know how many times at this point. I mean, I guess three, um, but it's just like it feels so like. Can you give us someone new, like? And then when, when you, I just wanted them yeah. to carry through with the plot, it didn't yeah. have to be someone new. They could have brought back those people, but just emphasized turning them into puppets. They even comment, they're like, "Oh, he just wants us to use our, us as puppets or whatever," right? Yeah. Like, but that never happens. They they're too aware. They're not like, well, thinking about Birth by Sleep, they're not like what happened to Terra. Like Terra gets exactly possession. I thought that was yeah. what was going to happen to every single one of them. Yeah, and that would have I. Yeah, I agree. That would have made it a lot better. That aspect would have changed things quite drastically. And you're almost rescuing these people that you previously fought from being possessed by Zin or if they kept to that plot. But they just kind of let it go. Um, But uh, so uh, the organization members, there was Xehanort. Yeah. Young Xehanort. um, Terra Xehanort. um, Xemnas. Xemnas. Ansem. Uh, Riku from the past. Yep, that was Kingdom Hearts One Riku. Kingdom Hearts One Riku slash Ansem. Yep. Um, Vanitas. 
Vanitas for some reason came back yep. unexplained. Uh, a bunch of the old members, so Marlexia, Le- Lucius, Le- Larcine, uh, Cardboy, uh, uh, Doctor Guy, Zigbar, and Zigbar. So that's yeah. thirteen. Oh, yeah. uh, Cyx wasn't he one too? Oh yeah, Cyx. Wait, they went over thirteen then. I, that's what I was realizing. I was like, wait, did they just go over thirteen on us? Because there was also uh, Shion. Yeah, there was Shion too. Also, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? Which? Which? Okay, we'll get. He says he may address explaining how, why, in a in a DLC, but. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so yeah, they definitely went over 13 in terms of the conflict, it seems like. Well, maybe they didn't count Dr. Guy and a couple of the other ones. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, so one, the Riku from the past, I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All the other ones kind of made sense. Uh, I think... I mean, made sense as much as anything in Kingdom Hearts makes sense. Yeah, that that is true. Almost no sense. Um, Shion, I was just like, this makes literally no sense. Yep. Um, so, but the key thing is like, so I'm trying to figure out why do you think they brought back like Marlexia, Larxine, uh, all all of like those older members that uh weren't connected to Xehanort? What? But they hint at it in that one scene, right? Like, oh. Uh, these characters or uh i think it's Zemna says there was a specific reason i recruited you in the first place so what i think is well this is i guess would be predictions for where this is all going um i think this all has to do with the union cross whatever that mobile game is these old masters who existed long ago Mm. and i think that these people and the specific reasons and you can kind of start piecing them together if you've seen that that movies you essentially watch on 2.8 um it's what's it called um they are uh I, i think they're the counterparts they are the nobodies mm-hmm. to those old masters. Right. Um, and I think that's the reason he recruited them. That was the whole purpose of all of that. And I think that's kind of what that end scene, or mid-credit scene, I don't remember exactly where it lands. Um, towards the end. Towards sure. the end. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but that end scene, I think that's that's all supposed to be like alluding to. Like, oh, now that they're all defeated, they went back to being the originals, mm-hmm. and this is going to go somewhere. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I, I think that was the reason to bring them back in this game. Yeah, I was I was thinking along those same lines, honestly. Yeah. It was just they, they don't ever clarify that that's the case, right? Which, yeah. Which is a problem because it's just like a, a thread left dangling there. <laughs> he said that comment, but nobody actually states that that's the truth. Nothing visually points to that, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got to take a moment and breathe because uh, I'm just thinking about that plot too much. Yeah, and there's, just... a, there's a lot to intake there and kind of break down, um, which leads us into Xehanort's plot. 
yeah. which was finally kind of revealed at the end where he was just like he wanted to what overload the world with light to kind of start fresh basically he wanted a big bang yeah he, he wanted like, i want everything to start new he wanted a no darkness yep which all right that was that was his idea here i guess it's like okay you're just you now now you're the anti-hero is that what you're saying yeah you're trying to save the world by destroying it okay i guess nothing in the previous games led us to believe that that was anything close to an objective but all right nope i completely agree that's that's what it kind of felt it kind of felt yeah, it, you know, it it always seemed to hint, okay, these these versions of Xehanort, Ansem, and Xemnas, they're all trying to unlock Kingdom Hearts, and they all kind of had their own reasons or going about it, and then mm-hmm. you actually get to Xehanort, and he's like, ah, I'm actually just trying to make the world a better place. And yeah, I'm just, like, like, doing it the wrong way, right? And, I mean, uh, so then... <laughs> in the beginning, they have, in the opening scene, like, the two boys playing chess, right? I don't know if they were trying to pull it one over on people, mm-hmm. but if you look at the the journal entry in the game, they're like mysterious boy in white, mysterious boy in black, right? It's like that's just Xehanort and Ericus. Yeah, <laughs> like are you are you trying to fool me? Like, and then at the end, like it's some sort of reveal, right? It's just like. Oh, he transforms into him. Oh, uh, oh my god, it was Ericus all along. <laughs> what? It's like, ah. wait, didn't didn't we know this was, this was going? <laughs> didn't we know these two characters? Which felt kind of odd because it's one of those things, too. It's like, okay, you really had to play Birth by Sleep to get that Ericus and Xehanort even had a relationship in the first yeah. place. And so it's like, okay, and that's fine. I mean... M- Maybe because I, I kind of felt like honestly, this game itself and and the plot and the way they they kind of structured it, it felt like they were welcoming of new people to the franchise. Period. Like, which is an awkward thing to do when you're closing out a, a franchise. Not a, you're not closing out the franchise. Obviously, yeah. Kingdom Hearts is going to continue. Yeah. but you're you're closing out like a story arc, right? Right. It's like, let's really make this accessible to, or try to make this as accessible as possible to new people. It's like, yeah, just just. Just do what crazy you've been doing up till now. Just keep doing that and finish this off so people can move on. <laughs> so we can move on with our lives. Please yeah. just give us the closure we need. Um, yeah, and and I, I feel like that was almost for those people. But they definitely weren't pulling one over on us. Like, yeah, I, I guess that's just... That was their, their decision to make and so be it. It was what it was, but yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Ericus coming out of Terra at the yeah. end was also a big scene. And I actually kind of liked that scene. But once again, you had to have known, I think, the secret ending of Birth yeah. by Sleep, where they hint at the fact that he's still somewhat alive within Terra. Yeah. Like guarding his heart from a full takeover mm-hmm. from Xehanort. But actually, uh, I want to rewind a little bit back to the battle on the Keyblade graveyard. Oh, yeah. Because if there was one thing in the game I was probably most disappointed in, it was that. I think it was a cool concept to have it like where you break up, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, Riku and 
someone i forget who was fighting over here right and they're fighting like three of the bad guys right and the way the game plays it is you go into that area you fight those three baddies with the the your friends yeah you defeat one in the middle of a battle cutscene stop yeah. cutscene right stop um, cutscene. i just got hit cutscene <laughs> yeah like and then it kind of resets you again yeah but like it, it was so jarring right because yeah it, while you're watching these scenes you're like those other two people right there They're just watching me watch like this guy die like what's going on here um that was probably the most disappointing thing because one and this is a major problem i had with the game was sora was the solution to literally every problem in this game yeah uh it the point to where it belittles so many characters um i mean literally every single fight in the graveyard is sora comes to save the day right yeah it's literally okay riku who's one of my favorite characters and he's supposed to be the better fighter of mm-hmm. the two right and you save the day oh you go over to king mickey right yeah you save the day right he was getting defeated by those people you save him you go to nominee and axel fighting and they build up axel yeah. right and they build up nominee nominee has all these lines throughout the games like i'm gonna protect you right like hinting i'm gonna protect sora yeah. it's my turn to not be the protected wait you mean Kyrie? Kyrie, yes yeah. sorry. <laughs> um sorry yeah and then what do you do? You swoop in and save her. Well, and you don't fact, save her. She gets but, kidnapped. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. right? But, and then it's the same thing, uh, the aqua fight. That, yeah. that was also really stupid, right? Because you're sitting there and aqua is literally one in birth by sleep. They build her up as a very strong character. And you're right. like, okay, yeah, I, I'm all for this. I freaking love aqua. She was my favorite character in that game by yeah, far. Yeah, she was. Uh, and they hint at in this one, right? She's been in the darkness, but she has a really strong heart. It finally kind of overtook her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're, you're in the fight in uh, Castle Oblivion. Or it wasn't in Castle Oblivion at the time. It had already been transformed back. But right. um, to wake up, or against Ventus, not Ventus, uh, Vanitus, to yeah. wake up Ventus. And she's like, Sora, let me show you what a real master can do. Five minutes later, she's getting punked. It's like, <laughs> that's what a real master can do? You can, you can end up on the floor? You okay, oh, I'm going to save you, I guess, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. one of those things where it got so irritating to me because it's like, Sora isn't supposed to be the badass, right? Right. Like, he's not supposed to be that guy. He's yeah. not supposed to be the guy that swoops in and saves all the days. Here's what I wanted to see. If you remember the final fight of Kingdom Hearts 2, mm-hmm. Xemnas, right? You're... You finally get to the end. You're back to back with Riku, right? And right. there are all these different things going on. Like, I always remember when you get surrounded by the little laser beams, right? And they're just oh, like, yeah. you're flipping about each other, deflecting, working together as a teammate. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where uh, Sora kind of gets knocked aside by Xemnas. All of a sudden, you're playing as Riku, right? Yeah. Like, that is how almost every single fight should have gone down in the Keyblade graveyard. It mm-hmm. should have been a very uh, set piece. Set piece 
ish fight right where right. there are these events that happen where you're not just Sora saving the day you're Sora teaming up friendship with people like stressing friendship and yeah. having that be more interactive and then also that way you wouldn't have to necessarily cut in the middle of the fight against multiple enemies to have one person die mm-hmm. you can have it be more organic right yeah and have it- like that type of stuff kind of come through during the fight that's that's what i wanted is more live fight it felt too too gamey right it, yeah. it was it was so much just so strict lines like start i could see the events in the code just like here's where the event starts here's where it mm-hmm. ends right like it, it there was nothing really cinematic about it at that point which yeah. it, counterintuitive to the combat and everything that they did on that front it, it was just it was very jarring and i was kind of let down by that yeah i i completely agree i i i was very jarred by it and it was one of those things because if you kind of start focusing in on someone, you're like, I'm going to beat the snot out of this person. Well, you might actually beat the biggest person in, in the room by accident first. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, oh, shoot, I, I guess we got to come beat this guy now. And so it's just like one of those things. It was like, uh, like it just didn't quite flow right. It didn't fully make sense. I, there should have been more structure to it. I agree. It should have been more of these set pieces. And on, on top of that, I was thinking about how um, we played all these characters. Mm-hmm. Almost all of these characters in this Keyblade fight, we had played in various other games. Yeah. And so it's like, wait a second, I want to be Riku again. I want to be Aqua again. I want to play these characters again because in the other games I played them and I, I grew to love them because I became attached to them. I was fighting with them. I, I want to be Roxas again with this yeah. dual Keyblade thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, there were so many opportunities for it to be so cool. And then it was just like, and now you're Desora, and he's just the best. And yeah, it just it just didn't quite work for me. Um, it the the aspect or the fights and the whole setup of it was really cool, but yeah, it just the whole I don't know. There was just something that really just didn't work. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, okay, so going through it, uh, I think the first two fights it was just one on three or one on two, right? I think it was yeah. Riku versus. Riku clone and somebody else, uh, Zigbar. Yeah. And then I think it was Mickey versus Card Dude and Marlexia and I don't know. I yeah. can't remember. I can't keep it straight. There's too much going on. There was a lot going uh, on in there. And, I... and it's just granular details that don't matter. Mm-hmm. But right, so but then you get in the later fights and once again I go back to the Axel and Kyrie thing, right? Yeah. Like they've been training they should be able to hold their own in a fight, right? Yeah. They, well, Axel I, saves you at the end of Drip Drop Drippin'. Yeah. I was like, say. that type of thing. Like, they made those two characters just so weak. Yeah. And I guess it's the same thing with uh, the Aqua Ventus fight, right? Yeah. These are two characters that I know are not weak. I played as them in Birth by <laughs> Sleep. I know they're not weak, so why am I swooping in to just save the day? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that being said, I did think it was cool when it was revealed that uh, Tara's heart was Ansem's little f- freaking dude the whole time. Oh, like, that I thought was that, pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. I like that, too. I, was like, I mean, uh. it was completely out of left field, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> I, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that aspect, too. And to not just dump on that scene as a whole, I also thought it was cool that as a bad guy... Um, and I hate to say this because I was just saying how disappointed I was that she didn't get portrayed as strong. That Xehanort did go for their weakest link. 
right? Yeah. He goes, kidnaps Kyrie, and then he has his plan. He's like, you're going to be the last death to create the last key, right? Like, yeah. I thought that was a pretty sufficiently evil thing to do, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. That's evil. Yep. I agree with that. And, and, and yeah, it does fit. It fits his character. It fits the plot. Um, it just was disappointing, I guess, because, yeah, I wanted to see Kyrie. I wanted to see the work of all our, our you know, our, the payout for all of her hard work and training. And, and to be fair, they only ever show her sitting down talking to Axel. So maybe she didn't actually train the whole time. Maybe That's true. Talking. We never even saw Merlin. I mean, was That's he true. really there? Yeah. Hmm. Was, was he just throwing furniture at them again? Yeah, like, <laughs> what type of training was going on here? So, yeah, no, it, and and I'll actually rewind a bit because we focused so much on the maze piece, we didn't talk about um, the two uh, battles that you did prior to getting to the maze. Okay. Um, the first one, I thought we were going to get a thousand heartless again, but with everything, and it just felt like, ah, I can just, I can, if you turn on the attractions or you actually use the attractions, that was just like... This fight means nothing. I'm just clicking through things right now. I mean, I did like the big Thunder Mountain ending to it, yeah, right? That like, part was cool. Like, Suicide! <laughs> I'm gonna wipe you all out. Yeah, and and purposely since the attractions did do so much, I tried to avoid them as much as possible so I could get the grandiose. But once again, wheel yeah. fate. You're just flipping them out everywhere. <laughs> you're just, just flying like, all over the place. Can't touch me without getting hit yourself, fools. <laughs> you're all gonna die. <laughs> Um, and then following... But no, the, the other fight. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Uh, there were some cool things in there, yeah. right? Uh, I thought the arrival of Terra Nort, or whatever yeah. you want to call him, was kind of cool. Yep. Uh, I thought it was a little cheap that he was able to just kick everybody's butt. Uh, right. <laughs> actually, now that I'm thinking about that scene, there's a lot I like and dislike. Yeah. Um, I thought... the So, going chronologically, Donald. Yep. And Xenoflare, Zen- or whatever he called it. What do you call it? Oh uh, yeah, I think he. I think he said Xenoflare, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty cool build up, right? It's yeah. like, Donald, you're not useless. It's like you did something awesome. You just knocked Terranor freaking dead. You just murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew him away, man. That was kind of cool. And then the Tower of Heartless thing that was that was pretty neat. Um, but and then. The payout if you had actually paid Union Crossplate or Cross or whatever, and then your name's gonna show up on the screen. Maybe I didn't see mine. No, uh, yeah. it was a contest. It, everybody saw the same name, so it's oh, in okay. different orders. Um, That's all. But I, I guess going more in a chronological yeah. order, the thing I didn't like, uh, mainly because I'm such a freaking fan of Riku, and they did nothing but dump on him in this game. Yes, <laughs> I did not like that. He, once again, they had a moment for him to stand up for something, right? And he kind of starts to, right? When mm-hmm. he's, everybody else has been wiped out, and Sora's just freaking out of it, right? Right. And I forget what Riku says. He's like, this isn't you, or some, something yeah. along those lines, right? And then he, he walks up to shield him, right? He's like, yeah. I'm going to freaking shield you. That was such a moment where he's just like, yes, let him succeed, to prove his point, right? Like, yeah. let him succeed, but instead, like, he does the exact opposite to where they both die regardless. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. All right. <laughs> I guess everybody sucks. I guess, <laughs> I guess Sora's the only one who can literally bring us back from the dead. Yeah. But, <laughs> stupid scene leads into a kind of cool scene. It was kind of yeah. cool when you were dead. Or no, sorry, that was later. Um, but, so, no, I didn't like... That you were 
you were then sent to weird anime abstract death land yeah. where billions of yourself are running around in different crazy directions <laughs> and you have to collect yourselves. Yeah. Um, one thing, I, I don't know if you talked to all the little spheres. Did you talk to Naminé while you were dead? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he makes an... He, emphasizes how important it is he's like i'm not gonna thank you nominee because i'm gonna thank you later right right that came back in a big way at the end to me because he does the exact opposite of what he said again where right at the end of the at the end of the game he goes off to save Kyrie, and then he just disappears like well he's still not gonna be able to thank nominee i guess i guess not <laughs> just a freaking liar over here nominee is never gonna get that thanks um <laughs> Nope, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole aspect. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just. And such I'm, a, just, I'm yeah. not sure what it even represented, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what it represented. Like, I guess Kyrie kind of saves him, right, or right. something like that. I forget, I forget exactly what they say, but it's like Kyrie kind of saves him, and so now he has to spend the the rest of this time collecting himself to a degree to mm-hmm. come back to life and then it brings him back to life a couple seconds before it it all went down yeah. or whatever right and then he's able to kind of make a difference but not really yeah because he well, actually i don't think anything goes differently other than the fa- the arrival of uh what's his face from union oh yeah he, he has a name i forget what it is been a while since i played that one but anyways uh also quickly on that note (laughs) so in the middle of the game they make a reference to all the hearts within sora right and right as a person that followed the games you and i we were probably like okay yeah he's got ventus in him he's got roxas in him i guess even though those are essentially the same person (laughs) okay he's got both of them in and that makes sense and then they were like oh he's got another heart in there he's like dear God, how many hearts does this guy have tucked away? And just, why? He's just like a heart storage box. <laughs> yeah, everybody's just, oh, I'm in trouble. I'm just going to go hide out in Sora's heart, I guess. I know. And it's like, and, and of course, that's supposed to be like the strength of Sora, right? Is his, his almost unyielding care for people, his, his unyielding like love, like unconditional, I guess I would say. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. back to the present, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was super cool when it was revealed. Mysterious boy, you're using all the the body or all the hearts of those that died during the Keyblade War, right? Like they're all right. being summoned for this purpose of fighting the darkness and saving the light and everything. And you're zipping around on the Keyblades, and it was such a good antithesis to the the Heartless Tower and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's craziness. I thought that was a really cool scene, and it was fun just like flying about and slamming keys and the things. Yeah, and then and then the scene was really cool when when you're just using the triangle command, and you're bam 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 bam, just wailing on the thing. Um, but yeah, I, that felt like a really cool and really climactic and like really like big moment for Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts, which is why I felt like when we get to the next part with the maze, it feels so like wait like. You yeah. could have given us something like that. You could have given us these big grandiose. Moments. I mean, it was nice to see uh, yeah. Yen Sid show up too, right? Oh, Yen yeah. Sid not just sitting in a tower for once. He actually is like, "All right, magic, everybody, just, I'm going to hold him off. Just move forward, right? Just, like just, otherwise, you'll stay here forever." Um, that was, I guess, unexpected. It was definitely yeah. unexpected. I wasn't expecting yeah, I was not Sid expecting that either. I was like, "Wait, um, I thought you're always just like a guy in the tower NPC. Like that's all you did." But, yeah. Um, Obviously, a big part of the story, uh, bringing dead people back to life through mannequins. 
Yeah. Somehow Naminé gets brought back. Somehow Shion gets back. Uh, Roxas, Roxas gets brought back. Okay, so maybe I'm mixed up about this. Very likely I'm mixed up about this. Correct me if you saw it, or you, you saw it play out differently. So Roxas shows up on the battlefield out of nowhere. I'm under the assumption the heart left Sora at that moment to take the mannequin that was left by Riku. Yeah. Because I've also heard that in an even crazier, but still plausible by Kingdom Hearts rules, actually Roxas had been pulled out at the lab on the different planet and then shot back to help. That... Yeah, I guess that would make sense because everyone was there. Like, what was it? Yeah, because didn't Evan show up? And he's like, I got a, another mannequin. And he's like, I can help out. And I can't remember. I don't know. There's so much going on. There's so, so much. much. <laughs> uh, we we could talk about little nuances of the plot of Kingdom Hearts for... Ever. Ever, yes. Um, I guess getting more towards the end is almost at it. An hour and a half of talking. Um, <laughs> and towards get more into the nitty gritty of the end, I guess. Uh, I did like that they finally committed to Sora and Kyrie as a relationship. That yeah. was good. Um, I made a joke actually before the game came out, and I was like, "Man, I hope in the next series they ditch Disney and they start doing Christopher Nolan worlds <laughs> and crazy other things like that." And Luckily, I guess I don't have to. I didn't have to wait long because yeah. that final world was Inception. It was basically the world folding in on itself and gravity shifting directions the whole time, right? Yeah. So I was, I was. I mean, it wasn't as cinematic as the ending, uh, the fight against Zemnis at the end of two, which is still right. more of what I probably would have preferred because it's more what I expect from Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah. Um, but I also, uh, the final fight against Xehanort, uh, when you, he sucks up all the light, you turn into Dark Sora, you kind of just yeah. have to survive long enough, right? Which is very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you die, right? Or no, I thought it was cool when you do like the, the final blade thing and then it, he kind of overtakes you. Right, and then yeah. you die, and I don't know if you, how you were playing, but I didn't have like a headset on or anything. So when I I was playing the the voices of Donald and Goofy, right, they kind of come to the controller while you're doing oh, it, yeah. like calling yeah. out to you and everything. I thought that was really cool and impactful, and yeah, that was that was a really neat mechanic and uh, cool use of the of the actual hardware of the PlayStation Four. Yeah. Like, oh wait a second, yeah, this is like a cool little thing. I love here. when people use that little mic. <laughs> yeah. Like transistor and stuff. I really like when they use. It. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. It's like I don't know what's like so there. cool about it. It just is. It's like oh man, it's unexpected. It makes it it makes it feel immersive, even if you're not wearing a headset. I guess yeah. I would say. And so that that is an aspect I, I really like about that. Um, and I was gonna say I actually really like that world uh, itself. I wish I could have explored it versus just being fighting in it. What was it, what was it called? It's something Ad Kaim. Yeah, it was it was a very odd name. Yeah, but it looked cool. It looked really cool. Um, but yeah, that would have been a cool world to explore. Based just uh, I, we talked about earlier the verticality of worlds and whatnot. It looked yeah. like it would have had a lot going up and down and a lot to do there. But uh, I feel like that's something they're going to save for for later down the line. Here. Yeah, maybe. Uh, 
overall impressions of the final fight? I mean, um, I I thought it was honestly easy, like the rest of the game was. Um, you know, it, the only part that I thought was mildly annoying, honestly, was when you had to fight underwater. In general, I wasn't a big fan of the. It was better. I felt like that was even easier. Yeah, <laughs> it was just. It was just. I, I guess that's that's the whole aspect that I found annoying. It was just like, all right, I'm just gonna mash X right now. I don't even have to worry about moving yeah. really because I just shoots me straight at him every single time. Mm. And so that's why I felt it was kind of like annoying because then what do they do to like kind of counteract that? Oh, he's gonna teleport. Well, you just have to like. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be right back. It's like he'll it's be not, back. He has, to, an issue. he has to hit me at some point. He'll <laughs> be back. Um, but I thought, I thought overall it was, it was fine. It was just easy, uh, in comparison to the other thing. Um, and I like that it wasn't too stagey. Like it was more like, okay, we're in one spot. Uh, I'm going to fight this many guys. And I'm going to fight just, just this one version. And that was pretty much it. Um, like he wasn't changing forms and turning into boats and other weird stuff <laughs> like that. Um, like in previous versions, but uh, it wasn't yeah. bad. Uh, one thing while you're talking, I kind of remembered, uh, before we go into the secret ending and the ending, um, was more on the damsel in distress type stuff. Mm -hmm. So early on, they try to, they give you, they try to give you a Riku Mickey subplot. And I did not like, I liked that, the fact that they would do that, but I, I didn't like that. It was literally, they go to the beach Riku gets knocked out. Yeah. Breaks his sword. They both leave after they get rescued by, I guess, Riku living within Riku, which, once again, I forgot about that. Just reminded myself, there were too many Riku. As much as I love Riku, there was too there's, many Riku. quite a few kid. in here. Um, never mind how that Riku flew from out within Riku to take the other Riku. Uh, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> And but what do they do? They just get new key plays and they go right back and they do the same thing, right? Yeah. Because then Mickey gets punked, mm-hmm. and you're just like, "What was their plan?" Yeah, it was like, "Okay, what was their plan?" They keep trying to go rescue Aqua, and then of course it's like they can't, and it goes back to the same problem uh, that we were talking about in the maze. They can't do it themselves. Sora literally has to come and save the day again. Yeah, and it's like, wait, couldn't you give them that? Couldn't, you, couldn't they just go rescue Aqua at least? I don't know. Uh, one of my friends at work brought up a good point, and I think this would have been cool, is if Aqua had actually been one of the main bad guys that you had to convert at the end of the game, rather yeah. than it... Well, I mean, you still kind of only convert her at the end of the game, because once you get her, you're in the final stretch of the game. Yeah. But uh, if she had been like their evil in that final fight, right? Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, something like that, where she was more of, like, playing the bad guy role for a little bit longer uh, would have been cool, and I agree yeah. it would have been. Yeah, I agree with that, because it felt like the only reason they did that was to have the scene in the trailer of Aqua being evil and saying, yeah. you're too late. It's, it's real. Went, oh, no. Just kidding. She's evil for, like, five minutes, guys. Don't worry about yeah. it. Um, Sora's friendship pulls her out. Yep. All right, so let's uh, let's get closer to the end here. Let's yeah. talk about the ending. Um, what did you like about the ending? What did you th- what didn't you like about the ending? What 
What? What I liked about the ending is that it did... I, I felt like it, it did wrap up this saga, at least this whole Xehanort thing. It felt like it finally put it to rest and it said, okay, Xehanort, Amson, Xemnas, all those versions and iterations of himself feel like they're really done. They're really... We're not going to mess with them anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just off doing their own thing. Not existing anymore, I guess. Um, and and that was good. I, I appreciated that, that we really wrapped that up. Um, I thought the scene at the end was really cool. Um, the, the first ending credits or yeah. the end, end scene is just, you know, everyone's there at the beach. We're all back on Destiny Island. We're all having a good time. It's really cool, too, because you got, like, parts like, oh, uh, Shion, Roxas, and Axel are back together, which was something I actually did enjoy over 358 days over two or whatnot. Um, like, I liked their relationship mm. a lot. I cared about them, and seeing them all back together was nice. Seeing, you know, um, Riku, uh, Kyrie, and Sora all back on the island again, that whole aspect was nice. Was were kinda, they? Were they, though? That's kind of the question, I know. <laughs> um, so seeing all of them there, though, supposedly, made it feel like, okay, we're wrapping this up. We're saying goodbye to these characters at first. And then, of course, no, we're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, at first it felt, it felt very much like that. And then, and then the cliffhanger of them disappearing or they show us Sora disappear. So we yeah. have, based on the secret ending, we have to assume that Riku's over here disappearing as well, not in the scene. Um, but maybe, maybe, I or maybe he just went, I don't know. Uh, or, before we get, go too deep into the secret ending, yeah. uh, my thoughts on the ending are pretty similar to yours. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, I like the song. Yeah. So, it does some quick wrap-up of, like, Mickey returning home, right? A couple yeah. people returning home. Uh, I, I got a little choked up with uh, Ventus, Aqua, and Terra at their back yeah. home again. The little, what what are they called? The little cat things uh, that starts with a C uh, from the mobile game. It, oh, it's yeah. just kind of hiding. It's like I just want a friend. And yeah, like I'll be your friend, right? Like, yeah, that was cool. That was good. I really, I don't know why I started getting choked up a little bit on that. Yeah, uh, I was trying to figure out why Riku went to pick up Nomine, and they emphasized the hand holding. I was like, wait a second, those... they emphasized hand holding. Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know about this. Is this uh, is this a thing? And it's interesting too because it was like, oh wait, nominated rocks this sort of thing. Just kidding, Shion's alive again, so they're good. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to go into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like yeah. you, I was yeah. happy to see them. Syax yeah. uh, or whatever his actual name was again, uh, yeah. Isa. Yeah, uh, all being back, eating some sea salt ice cream mm-hmm. on the tower. Um, that was good. Uh, then it gets to the beach, and everybody's just having a blast. Um, yeah. And then it cuts to Sora and Kyrie on the tree, the palpu fruit tree, and they're holding hands. And you're yeah. like, "Oh, yes!" This part, right, right as the swell of the music kicks up, right as it's like, "Yes, yes, right." And then it cuts to Kyrie's faces right after it shows like uh, Sora squeezing her hand, right? Yeah, and you just see the single tear roll down. I'm under the impression that Sora never returned. That's my personal opinion on oh, this right now. Oh, okay. I don't think he ever came back. I think it was more of just like a, a silly kind of cinematic illusion, to, right? Like they wanted yeah. to believe that he was there in spirit, essentially. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, why would she have instinctively cried there? <laughs> oh, wait. He, he 
vanish or whatever and but i mean i'm sure we'll find out out, right but i mean that was my opinion i'm not gonna lie i I got a little misty eyed during that scene Uh, because mainly because i think of the music swelling at that time it was this really well kind of crafted piece right yeah that was was uh because you think about the scene is just like riku staring off by kairi i assume actually by herself right it's kind of like a really sad setting Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he's just like damn it yeah damn it Sora why right like why (laughs) yeah um but yeah I did like I did like the ending overall obviously Mm. it's not much of an ending ending. (laughs) yeah the Uh, the ending to that saga and the setup to whatever so before we get into the mid-credits ending yeah let's quickly talk about the secret ending since that's more likely related to DLC that will actually close out this stuff yes where I think this the mid-credits ending is actually more tied to the setup for the next saga yeah um so the secret ending what's it called I can't remember what it's called it's called something it has a name yeah Uh, (laughs) it had a name it definitely had a name uh Yazoru or something like that oh yeah yeah that's what it was um yeah, and so basically it does some quick cuts in very high-fidelity graphics. Looks like Sora is in a simulation of the real world type thing in mm-hmm. Shibuya. Yeah. Uh, and Riku, for some reason, seems like he's inside the Rexus game or whatever it's called again. Yeah, um, yeah what, what do you think is going on there? So, and... In- this is my suspicion here, is that I feel like the main reason there wasn't a whole lot of Final Fantasy stuff, or any Final Fantasy stuff, was because they were kind of saving it for this. Mm-hmm. That um, Sora and Riku and and, and uh, Young Xenor actually says, oh, your role's not over, or whatever, like, right before he disappears, and it's like, because he's going back to the past and he's somehow changing things. We don't know exactly what he's changing or how he's changing it, whatnot. Um, but I, I think that's that's kind of all linking to the same thing. Is that he's going to have to him and hopefully Riku. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get another kind of uh, uh, dream drop distance type. Uh, game where we get to play both of them but i'm thinking they're gonna have to kind of go through final fantasy worlds and mm. and fix some things and and whatnot and uh, the person who makes a little heart and a shape of the moon i think is i don't think it's zigbar i think it's the master the master of masters mm. that guy of the original thing and and i think that's kind of where this is going is as they're saying well you know those worlds are all safe and that whole aspect is all safe but there's still things that need to be taken care of and Sora and Riku, you're, you're the guys to do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I deign to believe... Okay, so just a little backstory on this, mm-hmm. I guess. Nomura has stated that they plan on supporting the title through the rest of 2019, hopefully to be completely done by the end of 2019 so everybody can move on to other things in 2020 and they don't end up servicing this game for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um so that leads us to believe that there may be, I think he's mentioned a couple DLC packs, one of which I mentioned kind of earlier, which might go into a little bit of the Shion stuff. Yeah. The other one I would assume is tied to this, this secret ending, right? Mm-hmm. It would be kind of like, okay, we got to rescue Sora so we can have an actual ending ending. Um, I think most people online have noted uh, Sora wakes up, but in Shibuya... But the number on the building actually reflects that 
portrayed in The World Ends With You. So they believe oh. he's in The World Ends With You, which would make sense. Has, yeah. Did you play The World Ends With You? Yeah. Right? He, right? He's basically dead. It would make sense <laughs> that he would be playing these... Uh, I want to say uh, the Shinigami games or whatever yeah. they were called, right? Um, so that that makes sense. And then mm-hmm. I have, I, I would have to just assume that Riku's like, all right, I can't just watch Kyrie cry on a beach for the rest of my life. I'm going to go uh, save this fool. I'm a Keyblade Master. I'm not completely useless, even though this game this game contract. tried to commit you otherwise. Uh, <laughs> um, so I assume he goes out. Why he ends up in that game, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but it'll be interesting yeah. to see. And I do agree. I think it would be cool if it involved at least some Final Fantasy to it to some degree. Yeah. Maybe Final Fantasy or 15. other other I Square don't know. properties. I guess. Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, I just don't believe it'll involve a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but I do believe the goal would be that would probably be like the final DLC later in the year, mm-hmm. and it would kind of be a slightly bigger one that would actually close out the story. They can call it point whatever they want i guess yeah kingdom whatever. hearts 3.5 <laughs> yeah um epilogue uh yeah and then i guess the last note is that master of master scenes mm-hmm. zigbar revealed to be lucio yeah Lushu, yep. whatever they they yeah. pronounce l-u-x-u uh, yeah. <laughs> um and then the revival of a couple of the masters mm-hmm. the the I think the Fox Master was the one that was missing. Yeah, that's I, right. I don't know. Is she, was she the traitor in the original one? Is she. I thought she was the one who's given the the different book. Oh, that's right. That's right. And the different mission. So I think <clears throat> I was gonna say I think that's why she didn't appear there. Uh, I don't remember who was supposed to be the traitor, actually. It's kind of a sad thing to not I remember. Know. That was the whole point of that thing. And uh, I was like, wait but a second. I mean, I can't remember it either. I was so. like, wait. <laughs> uh, that was the point of that thing. To have, I, just, I guess I just watched it. Or maybe the, the point was there was no traitor. Is uh, that a thing? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So very clearly, the whole thing is going to be about the revival of the Master of Masters and whatever's in that box, which also leads back to another problem with the main game, which was Maleficent and Pete just randomly showing up very rarely. So just, hinted things and you're just, just like oh they're around. hanging around yeah or no they're not they're not hanging around they're just, they're doing their own adventure they're not evil they're just going on their own adventure they're just doing whatever also also i thought it was really funny in the beginning of the game uh when they, they're digging up in olympus like, pandora's box i was like oh they're gonna use that later in the game no <laughs> Forget about it. It was just like, wait, wait, what is like a th- it was literally throwaway. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, um, yeah. But I honestly think that that's going to be the setup for the next saga. Yeah. This was supposed to be the end of what they call it. I think the Dark Seeker saga. Yeah. So whatever, whatever saga comes after this, Nomura should be free to not be a part of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I believe that's the whole goal here is to get fresh faces and let people move on with their careers a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, yeah. All in all, I enjoyed the game. Yep, I agree. Uh, all in all, I enjoyed the game. Could have been better. Could have been better, for sure. Yeah. But I didn't hate my time with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Could have been better. Um, and who knows, maybe this DLC will kind of make a full or complete game. Uh, I hope so. Game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I gotta believe. I, I gotta, gotta believe. believe. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, cool, yeah. Uh, do you have any last notes that you wanted to go over? Did we hit everything of note? 
Let me make sure I have everything I wanted to say. Nope, I think so. I think I hit it all on this. Cool. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, if you somehow made it this far in us talking, <laughs> uh, honestly, make up your own mind. I think this game's more fit for those that are fans of the series than not. Yes, yes, I agree. If If you've played all the games great if you've played most of the games i still think it's definitely worth playing i I even think if they've only played one and two you could probably just play this one and be all right but definitely not the first one play kingdom hearts 3 the 12th kingdom hearts game in the series (laughs) yes exactly the game play (laughs) kingdom hearts 3 the 12th kingdom hearts game in the series and I honestly say I don't recommend it for the first Kingdom Hearts game. Probably. Well, I mean, would you recommend Infinity War as your first Marvel movie? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) It's awkward to request or the recommend the ending (laughs) is the first thing. Um, Cool. Yeah. Uh, So that was a good talk. Uh, I appreciate you for being here to do this because I play a lot of games, Uh and it's there are so many games that come out every year. that it is hard to get a group of people like the normal Yum Chunks cast to all get through it. Like, to ask somebody, to ask all five of us to get through this 60 plus hour game is probably asking way too much. So, honestly, I would prefer, I mean, it doesn't have to be you every time, it doesn't have to be me every time, just mm-hmm. that uh, if we continue this thing going with video games. It, when people find a game that they like, they can talk about it with another person that hopefully played it. Uh, and if there's any games that anybody would like us to potentially review, play, comment on, you could always drop us a line on any of our chats or messages, emails, whatever, whatever you, you deem worthy. Um, Cause we'd love to hear from you. On that note, uh, let's let's close out a, a little looking ahead, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, games just keep coming. They just keep coming. What, what, what's on your horizon, Aaron? Um, definitely going to pick up Double Man Cry 5. I uh, haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, but that looks fun and exciting and awesome. Been a big fan of that series for a long time. Um, beyond that, Sekiro is coming out mm-hmm. very soon as well. And that game looks fantastic. Um, and it looks like I'm going to have to get a Switch because that Pokemon game, um, <laughs> Sword and Shield, gosh darn it, <laughs> I'm going to have to play that. And uh, actually, the Mario Maker for uh, Switch looks Mario really Maker 2? Yeah. Uh, okay. that's, but those are those are a couple things that I can think of on the immediate horizon uh, that, are, that are looking kind of fun and fresh and whatnot. But uh, I'm sure there's games I'm forgetting about way down the line here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what's coming out later. I got that uh, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon coming out oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I got that on the Switch. We'll see if I ever play that. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to. It's just a matter of finding time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final Final Fantasy 15 DLC comes out soon. I'd, I'd like to play that. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Uh, Days Gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Days Gone. You know, I'm willing to give it a try. Sony's got a pretty good uh, track record with its indies, so I'm yep. sure there's something there that is really standout-ish. So I'm interested to give that uh, a try. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it, it Honestly, it feels kind of like a slow year until E3, which is coming yeah. up soonish. Yeah, um, that's true. 
hopefully they'll review a few things, even though Sony bowed out. Um, I'm sure there's still plenty of third-party titles coming down the line mm-hmm. for multiple consoles. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe this is the time they kind of hit the backlog a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. It could be. And I, I know there's some other kind of competitive shooters and whatnot, like Division 2. I know that's mm. getting good reviews and people are saying things... Saying it's a lot of fun. I might check that out. Um, not gonna try Anthem because I have a PS4 and I'm scared of it dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that game did look kind of cool. But uh, beyond that, yeah, it does. Yeah, it feels like a bit of a slow year. I can't even think of like a big title that's coming out at the end of the year for holiday or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I know Sony. Unless they're gonna surprise somebody, they don't seem like they have plans for Tlu two quite yet. Or yeah, any, that's true. Uh, any of their other bigger titles? So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And maybe this is just a third party type of year. That's all right, with me. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, well. <laughs> this has been After the Credits A Young Chunks Podcast <laughs>